0: Welcome to episode 91 of the Mayberry Devotional, entitled, Sin is Sin. Today I'll be looking at season 3, episode 24 of the Andy Griffith Show, Aunt B's Medicine Man. And I'll be looking at scripture from Ephesians, chapter 6, verse 11. The episode starts off with Barney in the courthouse, staring at a picture of Rock Hudson, trying to fix his hair so that his hair will look like rocks. When we see Aunt B enter the courthouse, and you can tell that there's something wrong. As Barney... Tries to tend to Aunt B, Andy comes in and sees how distraught she is. It's finally found out that the reason Aunt B feels so bad is that Augusta Finch, a lady that's her own age, has passed away. When Andy tries to get Aunt B to go see Doc Andrews, she livens up pretty good and storms out of the courthouse, saying that she feels fine and he's not going to be able to do anything for her. On her way home, Obie comes running after her and he wants her to hear about this man who's telling about the Indians. It turns out that the man who's talking about the Indians is Colonel Harvey, and he's ended up selling some elixir that will make people feel better. After everybody leaves who's bought some, Aunt B comes over to Colonel Harvey and invites him to supper. Later that day, Andy and Barney are on patrol, and they see the setup that Colonel Harvey has and stop by to listen to him. Andy questions Colonel Harvey to make sure he has a license to sit on the street and checks to see if he can sell medicine, to which Colonel Harvey tells him that this is no medicine, it's all natural. Back at Andy's house, we see Aunt Bee playing the piano, singing, and she feels a lot better than she did earlier in the day. Andy and Barney enter just as Aunt B is finishing her song, and she goes in the kitchen to finish up supper. As Barney goes to get his raincoat out of the closet, they end up finding some of Colonel Harvey's elixir on the top shelf of the closet, and one bottle is, well, it's more than half empty. Andy starts to question Aunt Bee about why she feels so well, and then we see Colonel Harvey as he stops by for supper. After supper, Colonel Harvey goes to sit on the couch, and we learn just how charming he can be also. As Aunt B goes for coffee, Andy starts questioning him about how long he'll be staying. When Aunt B comes back into the room, she asks him to address the Ladies' Aid Church Committee. The next day, Bernie comes into the courthouse with the results of the sample that Andy had him to take down to Doc Andrews, and we find out it's 85% alcohol. Barney drops off Andy at his house, and Barney leaves to go find Colonel Harvey. As Andy walks into the house, he sees Aunt be on the piano as the women from the church committee are having a good time and singing. It becomes painfully obvious that they've been enjoying Colonel Harvey's elixir, really enjoying it. When Andy has the women back at the courthouse, he explains to them that what they were really do was drinking alcohol. You can see that they're all ashamed, especially when Barney comes in with Colonel Harvey and puts him in a jail cell. In the epilogue, Aunt B comes into the courthouse, telling how she went to see Doc Andrews, and he told her that, well, she's no spring chicken anymore. After Aunt B leaves, Andy starts in on Barney, asking if he's had a checkup, and says that, well, he hasn't been looking the best here lately. The more that Andy talks to Barney about this, the worse that Barney feels, and he gets on the phone to make a phone call to see Doc Andrews as quickly as he can, as he starts feeling worse and worse. The scripture I want to look at today comes from Ephesians chapter 6, verse 11. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Now, I'm sure we've all heard sermons concerning the symbolism of each piece of the armor of God and what it means to us. Paul is saying that if we're to stand against the devil and all of his devious plans, we must use everything that God has given us to stand against him. The devil will use all of his tools to deceive us in any way that he can. And Paul says that we must use the tools that God give us to stand up against this great deceiver. When Colonel Harvey came into town, he was selling a product. Had he come out and advertised that he was selling an elixir that was 85% alcohol, he would have been arrested on the spot and no one would have bought it. Well, unless they were celebrating National Potato Week. Mayberry was supposed to be a dry county, so no alcohol was supposed to be sold. Colonel Harvey made up a good story to go with his product, so people couldn't pass it by it would help pick you up when you felt down it would help give you better health it would help purge your body lift your spirits and it would give you hope in your heart this miracle elixir that could do all of this was only 1 dollar a bottle colonel harvey made this product sound so wonderful that there was no way you could pass it up aunt b bought some and when she drank it it did do something that you know colonel harvey said it would it made her feel good in fact, it made her feel so happy, she pretty much well forgot all of her problems. In fact, when the Ladies Egg Church Committee took to drinking it, it would appear that they forgot all their problems, too. Well, that is, until they got arrested and had to sober up and you know come out of their mild, you know, we'll say, drunken stupor. Yes, the colonel had figured out a way to sell his product by deceiving people about it. There is a story of three lesser devils that are trying to prevent people from becoming Christians. One said to tell people there's no heaven. And the second one said to tell people there's no hell. But Satan himself said that that will never work because most everybody's going to believe in one or the other. The third lesser devil, he come up with a plan to tell people that there's no hurry to get saved. That was the key. The devil will deceive people and say that we've got plenty of time. If the devil came along and told people not to get saved and not to go to church and not to read their Bible, people would do it sometimes probably just in spite of him, just because of the fact they were told not to. But when the devil comes along and says that, you know, it's okay to do these things, but you don't have to worry about doing it now. There's plenty of time. You know they listen to that. Don't worry about going to church on Sunday. Go to the lake this weekend. You've got plenty of time to go to church when the sun isn't shining. You need to mow your grass when the sun is shining. You know, you got plenty of time to read your Bible later. Don't worry about getting saved now. Enjoy your life while you can. You'll have plenty of time. This is what the devil lies and the devil says and tells people. This is how he deceives. The devil will do all that he can to deceive us. The devil has been deceiving mankind for years. He deceived Eve to eat of the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. He deceived the crowd into cheering to let Barabbas go free and put Jesus to death on the cross. And today, he deceives us. Sometimes it's big and we notice it, but sometimes it's subtle. We can easily be deceived when it's something small and it grows to something large. Whether it's missing church, maybe just flirting, or if it's pornography, illegal drugs, adultery, or even jaywalking. The devil will deceive us by telling us that it doesn't hurt to do it once. Then he deceives us into believing that, you know, we didn't get caught the first time, so it's okay, we can do it again. The only way to stand against the devil is through God and his word. Paul writes that we must put on the whole armor of God to withstand the devil. We don't just read the Bible. We use every tool that God has given us as Christians. To withstand the devil, we need to read our Bible. And we need to study our Bible. We need to pray. We need to attend church with like-minded believers to build up one another. And we can memorize Bible verses. These are all just some of the things we can do. Can you think of any other tools that God gives us that we can use? If you want to, pause the devotional. Think about these other tools that God gives us. Go ahead and pause it. I'll be right here when you get back. Okay, if you pause it and you're back, that's good. What other ones did you think of? Okay, that's a good one too. All right, that's a good one. All right, so anyway, let's move on. Paul knows that the devil's a liar and a deceiver. And on our own, I think Paul knows that most people can't stand up to the devil because of our weaknesses, Paul writes that the only chance that we have is to be clothed and protected by the tools that God has given us. Colonel Harvey knew that had he advertised his elixir to be 85% alcohol, people wouldn't have bought it. Well, okay, maybe Otis would have. He knew that he had to lie to people and deceive them into thinking that this was some type of miracle medicine that they couldn't live without. The devil will lie to us and deceive us by changing the names of things so they don't sound as bad. Unfortunately we live in a world that doesn't want to call sin what it is and that's sin. It wants to make things sound nicer so that, you know you don't feel bad about what you're doing. The devil has deceived us by making sin seem normal and makes it so it doesn't bother us anymore. I heard a preacher say one time that the sins people tried to hide 50 years ago are now being paraded around in front of our eyes. Today we've been deceived to think that this is the new normal and sin is no longer sin. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Maybury devotional. If you haven't already, subscribe to the podcast and leave me a rating or a comment. I'd appreciate it. The next episode was supposed to be The Darlings Are Coming, but I covered that when Maggie Peterson had passed. So, next week, I'm going to be looking at Season 3, Episode 26, Andy's English Valet. And until then, thanks for listening.